buzzing up back on the street. Did my time, took my chances. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, okay. Welcome to Dragon's Cast, a podcast brought to you by Dakpack Alums. In this episode, Marshall, Bill, and I continue our conversation with Coach Spiker, picking up where we left off with a regular season schedule and the second of two parts of our chat. I mean, the other question on the, uh, the schedule I had was the, the D3 game. What's the thought process behind the D3 games? You know, I, I think some of that um, maybe comes from my background. Then A lot of it does. That's having uh, been with Coach Beeline. He's always done that uh, when he was at Michigan, even at West Virginia. It was a non-one. Um, th- there's that opportunity to play. Also, if you do the history and look at it, I think – this was a conversation that Rob and Dan Crane had. I don't know if you guys, if he lets you guys in on that or not, but it, it, I get it. Sometimes it can look tough. It can look bad on paper. People don't like it. It also can be an opportunity where guys get into a rhythm and play and have a little bit of success. That maybe we can't take that risk at another time in season and practice isn't the same. And then next thing you know, you turn around and win. And it sounds crazy. So, well, look at the record of games afterwards you know, do you win that game if you don't play that other game and have a little bit of success to just run our action and make you know, feeling good about working? Mm-hmm. So um, I know some people feel differently about it, but um, I don't know if you we play the team we played last year, then we turn around and played LaSalle, right? No, would you trade that? I, you know, I think that I think there's some correlation. Um, I think you beat Houston after a D3 game. Correct. But um, so I think it's an opportunity to maybe fine tune some things with uniforms on. We're doing a little bit different. And I don't know that it's going to happen forever. Um, I, I recognize and realize that it's not. Um, ironically, I do think, like, how many teams in our league do it? I think most. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't think it's, I guess I understand it. Like, I get that it's a question, but I don't think it's, it's, uh, we're not like, We've done it for 12 years, and no one else has done one. I think everyone, just about everyone has done one at one point. Um, but I also don't think it's going to last forever. As the schedule goes and things happen, you know, you, you want to put ourselves in the situation to best do things in league play. Yeah, definitely. Right? So, it matters the most. It does. But, I mean, you know, like for this year, this example is, you know, you play Bryant, then you've got a non-one, and then you've got – UMBC, Princeton, LaSalle, South Florida. That's a that's a pretty good stretch right there heading in, you know, in Quinnipiac, Walling Green. These are teams we've played, these teams we've beaten, teams we've lost. Um, it may be a chance to do something right there after five games. Hey, let's look at something here and you, you do it a little bit differently and see where it goes. So that's, nice. that's the experience I had. I know when I was at Cornell, we scheduled Penn State Barron, which actually where J.J. played and coached. He was not part of those teams. Um, but to believe, I should have brought my laptop in if I was really on top of it, but I think the 0-9-10 Cornell roster, um, that was the game they played right before they played Kansas at Kansas and took number one Kansas. They lost by one. Could have won the game. Um, now, people would say, well, you're talented, so it doesn't matter like that group is talented. But I still think there's there's something to – Guys, if they're struggling, they can get in there and have a little success and just see the ball go in the bucket. Mm-hmm. Uh, stay in front of a guy um, if possible. But, you know, also 
Yeah, I, I think it, I think it can be a positive, right? But I understand. I think it's I think it's a very fair question. What else? How else can I answer? I, I, I no, think, I think that's perfect. No, I, 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 I think we would more also surprise for another year without Penn on the schedule. Too. Yeah, I I I want to do it. Yeah, I want to do it. Um, I don't know if it's as popular a feeling with everybody else, but I, I want to do it. I have great respect for Coach. Um, he he's given me multiple opportunities to have success in this profession, um, but I still think it's something that we should play. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, hopefully we can do that. We are scrimmaging Penn this year. Okay. Uh, we are scrimmaging. We're supposed to scrimmage St. Joe, and uh, some things fell through. But uh, yeah, I, I, we want to play him. Like, if I could, would we trade the nine one to play Penn? 100 times out of 100, you know, but that this hasn't lined up yet, and, and we wanted to do that. Um, what other schedule questions? I think we're tapped out. Yeah, schedule I will say the one nine one we're playing today, we're doing it like Eastern Michigan did with us right. and like the women did last year at Penn. We're playing at like an 11.30 game right before Thanksgiving on Monday. That It's all – it'll be sold out. It'll be all elementary school kids. It'll be a pretty neat environment. That Good. Education day, um, middle of the day. It, that's probably, if you're going to do it, that's yeah, when you do that's it. That's when you do it. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, on the schedule, the uh, the start of CAA play is a little rough, considering we get three home games, but it's when students aren't in class right around the holidays, which I don't think is necessarily, if we could design it ourselves, how yeah. we would go. But yeah. I think last year we were on the road twice, right? I think so. And I thought that really helped in some ways because I thought you got a road trip out of the way quickly. But uh, this year, no, it's good news. I got good news. You're home for three straight. I got bad news. It's when the students are in session, right? So um, can't control it. That's just the way the schedule breaks. And, you know, throughout the conference, the conference sets that. Um, but listen, that game on the 20th is just as important as that game on February 16th. It's so we got to be ready to go. Um, Charleston at home, then Wilmington, and then Delaware. You know, the Delaware one on Saturday, we're kind of going back and forth potentially. Um, it's nothing official yet, but it's just the four of us here, right? So we can <laughs> talk about something. Uh, it, potentially, Delaware, we could move to the 3rd mm. of January, the Friday night. Um, you look at some different, different factors and... Um, I think it's a wild card football weekend in the NFL. Mm. The Eagles won't be playing, of course, a little bye. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think you know Friday night. There's that could be an option. Both schools have to agree to it. If it makes sense, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to that. That'd be a cool tradition. Friday night. Yeah, yeah. I think if, if you know if we if we put the, if we prioritize student athlete experience. Friday night at the DAC as opposed to Saturday at 2 with, with Delaware. Both schools have to agree to win. And mm-hmm. would Delaware want to play at what time? Would they get their best crowd? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we're always trying to do whatever. And it's past the bedtime for their best crowd. Though. <laughs> <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I'll let you say that. <laughs> to be clear, I did not say that. The Blue Bears. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I think I love the DAC. Um, you know, those weeknight. I think the back no, goes, cool. it rocks. Um, yeah. Gold jersey game. We like the idea of it, whether we can pull it off this year or not, but I think it's good. How's the team looking from a health standpoint? I know that was pretty much uh, devastated the roster yeah, last yeah. year. 
as I saw it, I felt like on three different occasions, our leading guy was done for the year, essentially. Right? Zach Walton, Kirk Lee, Troy Harper. Now, Harp's injury was not as long-lasting because the season was over. But it hurt. It hurt. <laughs> it hurt him and it hurt us. Um, so uh, I think we're in a much healthier spot right now. Um, and we want to want to stay healthy, and uh, that's that's always the thing. I think the healthier we can be, the more competitive practices are, the more competitive practices are, the more playing times up for grabs by how you perform. Then you're able to do those things. We haven't had that luxury as much, uh, but right now, you know, as we get into the season, you know, uh, certainly stuff happens over the summer and bumps and bruises. But I anticipate all of us coming back 100% ready to go. I think the guys, you know, Tim Perry had some some stuff, but he's really been working very hard, been in the gym. Um, you know, we try and give our guys some space right now, but at the same time, check in with them. A lot of guys are home working with their, you know, workout guys or other pros and, and different things. And, uh, and I check in with a lot of our guys, and, and, and they're working hard. So I think there's – it also brings a level of excitement and newness to be back. You know, if you're here all the time, you know, I just – I don't think you can be at your 100% best on July 4th in a practice and expect them to be at their best on February 4th or more importantly March 4th with the same joy and excitement and anticipation and energy you need to have to be successful. That's where our schedule does help us in some ways. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we lost a decent amount of production from last year. Do you see, who do you see like stepping up kind of with the loss of you know, not only our best shooter and yeah, losing Ali Han as well. So Trevor, Ali Han, and Harp are three three guys that we've lost. Right, those are the three players. Um, but I, you know, I really continue to look forward to this group. Um, Kirk Lee certainly uh, just embattled with injuries. Um, you know, a ton of them. But uh, I, I think he's going to be back and be locked in to really have uh, a very productive year for us, shooting the ball at a high rate. Uh, really shooting the ball well. Uh, certainly Cam Winter um, is motivated to do more than just be the rookie of the year. He, I think he's working very hard and coming back to to do something pretty special. I think those two guys, uh, Mateo Juric, uh may have had one of the more productive spring and summers, uh, just uh, being healthy and doing things and hitting the weights hard, conditioning well. Um, and I thought he had a you know, he didn't have a slow start to his to his time here, but you know, we probably don't win the game without him. At Elon, um, he goes up against the kid from Delaware, and after the first couple of layups, I think did a pretty good job uh, of being a perimeter defender that we could count on. Uh, and then I thought he was admirable against Justin Wright Foreman, although um, he hit some pretty high level shots down there at the end that I'm, I'm kicking myself for, not Matei that. You know, from a, from a coverage standpoint, wanted to make him work a little harder, and he did. But um, there, there was there was one play there where I yelled "good defense" at Matei when Justin right here. Foreman just this shot right it. over him. He went here and, and did then, this yeah. step back three times. He <laughs> went right, ran the screen, step back to the left, hop three, and it's kind of like someone's nothing you could do. Not, they had Justin right for him in that situation, playing a high level, and, and, and there's not a whole lot anybody our league could have done. Um, I, I think that'll. That'll go down to me. That game is one of the most unique 
moments in our season, maybe, you know, we'll look back at that and be not a pivotal moment, but like I knew we were going to do it. Like I knew everyone was with us Like to, to lose that game. But then for our young guys to feel like you laid on the line, I couldn't be more proud of you. And for our fans, like just uh, remember, everyone got a stand ovation, and I've never seen or experienced that. And it was like, all right, we're we're with you guys, and you just played your butt off against regular season champs. And, and so, yeah, I thought Matei had a big part to do with that, you know. And certainly, um, so and Coltrane Washington, uh, you know, from from a shooting standpoint, might be the best pure shooter we have on the roster. So um, that's a lot of guys competing. Um, for for some guard playing time, yeah. competition's healthy, um, and I, I think we got a group that competes, but it doesn't like carry over into the street, and they hate each other. Like it's it's a healthy competition. It's you saw a little plaque when you walk in. Um, talk about it. Sometimes you, sometimes me, always us, and that's that has been a slogan. It will continue to be one, and, and uh, I anticipate our guys uh, living by that a lot, and you know. Whether it's Zach Walton, Jarvis Dole, Sam Green, TJ Bickerstaff, who cares? I want all of them to be successful, and they're all probably going to have opportunities and moments to do it. And, you know, the guys that fit the right moment. You know, you go into a game, you got to plan, all right? But also, the game determines who plays at times. And there's scenarios where all those guys could really help us. And they're all working and motivated. So I think it's good right now, it's, it's healthy. Yeah. I, I didn't talk about our five minute at all. I think James Butler is, is really a, an emerging leader. Uh, I like what he's doing. Um, you know, James essentially sat that freshman year in Navy, sat a transfer year with us. So basically took two years off and played basketball. So I, I, I look anticipate for him to take a cool, pretty good jump um, this year as well. You know, and Tim Perry coming off injury. Um has been able to be local because of where he's from. He's been in the gym a great deal um, this fall, this end of the summer. Excuse me, end of the fall. And taught us, went back home. Um, I love it for guys to get back home a little bit and recharge the batteries. Um, he played last year with his team, was traveling like crazy, then went to Australia with us. So um, I know he's going to come back motivated and ready to go. That's We got the shortest preseason anybody in the country. So they're here for a week. Workout lifts, and then we're going. Right yeah. yeah, yeah. It's certainly an exciting time. What do you look for in the uh, walk-ons? To give you, you know, we've got we've got one right now in terms of uh, that, that spent the summer with us, mm-hmm. uh, and Julian Adams, you know, from York, PA. Um, I, I think he's just a terrific young man. He had unbelievable bad luck in the co-op world. Um, he had co-ops that just kind of fell through, or you know. Didn't, didn't work out this summer and kind of on a second one, I think, of the summer. Um, but uh, what do you want? You want guys that want to improve and get better and, and understand what we need to do to get our group functioning at the best and at the same time competing. Don't, don't, hey, I'm a walk-on. I'm only supposed to do this. Hey, I think we've proven that we're willing to play just about anything. If it works, it makes sense. And, um so Julian has worked really hard. He's been in the gym um, this summer, and you just you want you want that guy to have a spirit and energy about himself. That, that he um, is an extension of the staff, 
and a connection for his teammates and buys into what we're doing. Julian has been able to do that throughout the summer. and he did, I, love, I love what he's about. He's good. From a defensive standpoint, I guess, last year. He needs to be better. Yeah. Right? I think, I think we have a little bit of length. I think JJ was talking about a little bit before yeah. we got in here. Um, is it just length that, we're, that we were missing? No, I, I think it's length. I think it's length. I think it's uh, schematically some technique and then also individual mindset. I think we have guys that are understanding and competing on the defensive side um, at, a con- at, a, at a more consistent rate and, and doing that. So, um, But length is unintentional length is length. And then length where guys are locked in is really good. So. I think there's a lot of positions we have a little bit more length. Um, and also, you know, the ability to stay in front of guys. When I mean, you can stay in front and have length, they're shooting contested shots, and then that length is there to go get the basketball, it makes a big difference. You know, TJ has length. Uh, Mati Okers has length. Uh, Cam Winters certainly has length. Coltrane has length for his position. Uh, Zach Walton and Jarvis have length. Um, so... We got a bunch of guys that have more length than don't have length, is what I would say. Um, and then we got to be, we got to be better. We got to be better. And then we spent a full day on Tuesday in LeBeau uh, as a staff just talking about, hey, what what are these points? We got to make sure what we're emphasizing, what we're talking about to maintain it. You know, cause I think there were a number of games our numbers were pretty good. Well, I thought the year before we just weren't good. I thought. Um, we were inconsistent, but I also thought we had some moments where it was like, I felt okay. And then we had some bad ones and felt okay. We've got, we, get, we need to have a slow burn of just getting better mm-hmm. with it. And, uh, you know, I, I think man's the way to go. I'm not going to be convinced that we're going to turn into a Syracuse because we have some length and we need to complement it. But uh, guys need to guard the basketball. And, and we've got a couple of things that I wouldn't mention on here just from a schematic standpoint that we will adjust and do it. Guys need to guard the ball and we need to be able to check out and be matched up with guys. And put a hat on a hat when the ball goes up so no one's going free to the rim. But if you can force contested shots and you can get rebounds and you can go and get the ball in the ball handler's hands, and, you know, we've got good decision makers and ball handlers, then it sets up for high percentage shots at the other end too. Something you guys haven't talked about or asked about is the three-point line. You know, we talked, hey, it's changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's changing. Um, I think the numbers are going to go down. Um, overall, I don't know where we are yet. Uh, I think we have the ability, we've got a number of shooters, right? But that 18 inches, is that what it is? It's the NBA line now, right? No, it's not it's quite the NBA. In the corners it is, right? Corners it might be the yeah. same. Right, but... Um, you know, we've got to be careful that we don't run the corner and step out of bounds a lot, right? You're talking a couple possessions a game. Well, that's a brutal way to – that's an – U.S. Open's going on right now. That's an unforced error, right? Mm-hmm. You can't have unforced errors. You can't have a step out of bounds they get the ball. You can't just travel. You know, so um, I, some people who have good shooting teams say, we don't care, we shoot them deep anyway. Other people that have shooting teams that have been okay, well – it's going to make a difference. And you get teams that are bad shooting teams while we're bad shooting teams anyway. Um, I don't think we're the latter two. I think we have a chance to be a good three-point shooting team. Um, you still need to take the right ones. But when you get the ball and you go and you get early paint touch, 
right? And this is Cam Winter attacking, and you got guys on the wings, and it's Kirkley, and Kirkley's getting in and sharing to Zach Walton, you know, or, or Train, sharing to Doles, or Sam Green, all right? Those guys are hitting shots, and uh, so we've got to continue to shoot a lot and be comfortable with that distance and shoot them, um, but I'm not outwardly too concerned as long as the quality of the look is. You just... You watch film. I, I like to just stop it when that ball leaves his hand. You think it's going in or not? If you think it is, then live with the result. You think that thing's got no chance. We need to talk about: is it the right person taking it? What's his? What's the you know protocol? Feet set, hands ready, done his work early, whatever those things may be. If you feel like it's going in, just go with it. I mean, that's the beauty of the game right now. It's a lot of threes. It's that's what you know. We want to be that team that we're going in transition and. Oh, he's not going to take that shot. Oh, yeah, he just took that shot. He just made one. Holy cow. Is he going to do it again? And, and you know, the other team's got their, their heart in their throat. Like, they're not just going to keep doing this. And then then they're overreacting to take that away. And next thing you know, they're pressing out because we're hitting some shots and we're getting to the rim. All right, and then you're picking them up. And then, you know, then you got the DAC pack and the senior DAC pack, alumni DAC pack. They're all up on the <laughs> sideline. Marshall's going here, you know. <laughs> you guys were talking about me and officials. We should talk about you and officials, <laughs> right? Maybe we should bring Marshall in for a lesson on how to work the refs. Like, I, I kind of thought about this the other day, you know. I was thinking to myself, and I said, self, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but, like, maybe we put Marshall in an opposing team shirt. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. I think if I put a Delaware shirt on, I would burst into flames. <laughs> Well, we start with something like yeah. yeah let's Rosemont. let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not such a great jab right there. Yeah, so well played. Um, but I think like you've got this seat right. Like it's not going anywhere. A little closer to the corner. I'm right? sorry. Yeah. Okay, I'm only here right? <laughs> for you non-Patreon subscribers. We've got a grease board in front of us. Your Patreon subscribers, you can see this. <laughs> but I mean, you're crossing the visiting team bench, right? Mm-hmm. So why aren't you wearing like? Uh, Niagara. <laughs> like, what are we putting the budget? Idea. Yeah. Uh, ser- seriously, wait, like, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't suck. Yeah. yeah. But right? does he still sit where he sits? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wait. Okay. So what? What do I do? Do I'm I? I'm proposing. I'm playing the other way. I'm proposing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proposing. You do what you do. You just be your same maniacal self, but you do it as if you're cheering for the other team. Yeah. This is to get the ref. The ref already doesn't so like So we're getting on the ref. He's like, great call, ref. Right. I mean, like, they don't... It could be yelling. They don't like it. I'm saying, if you're going to work the refs, oh, okay. then you're going to be crazy. So be angry at the refs. For the yeah, when they go to timeout, calls. like, you know, and they sit here and they chuckle with each other, right, during the timeout, and they're here, and we're all like, dude, that Niagara fan is out of his mind. So... <laughs> right? So then subconsciously, they're like, all right, well, you know, he, he can't, like... And you work them hard the other way, and then we get the benefit. I like this in theory, but I did run the numbers. <laughs> and there were points last year where the foul calls were going wildly against Drexel before I even got on the refs. Uh-huh. I got on them, and we would get like four calls in a row to even it out. So <laughs> I don't, like I don't dislike <laughs> your thing, but I just don't know if the yeah. numbers back it up. I mean, I think numbers can support anything. I just justify why we're playing nine one. You guys tell me that we have. <laughs> <laughs> <Eat it up. laughs> 
Um, I just think it's something you should think yeah. about in your off season. As you, you know, we're doing our part when you guys do your off site and your postseason, preseason <laughs> yeah. analysis. We're to learn about team Yeah, I think when, yeah, when you run it, when you get to that cabin up in the Poconos, <laughs> one question is what if we put Marshall in opposing team gear across from the opposing team bench? You're already there, you're already crazy. Everyone's got a role to play. How committed How? are you? Are you just working the refs? Are you getting behind the team as well? Like, Right, right, like, yeah. <laughs> take a timeout, Spiker! You know, then you end up heckling me, like, wait a second, what's going on? This might be a bad look as a new right. uh, board of governors. Oh, yeah! <laughs> then you do have that issue. You have that issue. Congratulations, by the way. Thank Easy. you. That's a humble brag. Right? I know, yeah. right? That'd be a bad look for me. <laughs> new board of governors, right? Get that out there, right? <laughs> People have to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a thought. I like it. Don't live it up like the it. podcast. It's out. There was a game last year where Nick actually complimented the ref at high steps. I don't know if you know what ref that is. <laughs> yes, I know what ref that is. <laughs> he complimented him, and the guy threatened to kick him out almost immediately. Uh, because well, he, he knew it was facetious. This was a minute in no, the it game. Actual, it was a minute in the game. It was actually a, an actual compliment, and he threatened to kick him out. I think you got. I think you guys need to pick your battles. <laughs> Like, you got to understand, your seats are power. Like, you bought that power, mm-hmm. you've paid for it, but... Uh, Great power, yeah. Yeah, so then that guy doesn't give us a call later on. I'm looking over at you guys, <laughs> like, look what you did. <laughs> I know you guys look at me, hey, what'd you do, right? <laughs> Ain't guard anybody. Oh, I'm just thinking, it's something to talk about. Something to consider. Like what else? Yeah. What else can we consider? Do you want to talk at all about the, the surprise? Was it a surprise when Alahan left? Or was it something that you saw all season long? It was not a, a, it was a surprise. I did not see it coming. We yeah. had multiple conversations um, even after the season. So um, I, I thought it was going a different direction than it was. Okay. So disappointed. Um, and, and I wish him good health. Okay. That's probably all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> it, it does seem like an interesting move on his part to go to that program. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> in the, Moving on. In the XCC notes, though, you mentioned the length of your guys. How do you, before you have them all together now yeah. at the beginning of September, how do you envision playing the four? With the guys that you still have, uh, I, I like I like all of those options. I think all, all of them have different skills. You know, you could look at each guy, and Jarvis has probably made the most three pointers as as a shooter right there, percentage wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sam Green probably is the most experienced and probably has a little more back to the basket um, game, and it's just as, my opinion is is a cage vet. He's also not afraid to take the shot. Is a good three point shooter. Um, and then who else? Who else do we have here? T.J. Bickerstaff. Has great size and length. Like TJ um, played him in, in Georgia at a high level and switched and guarded and had to really keep smaller, quicker guards in front of him. So I think his defensive presence is good. He can go get basketballs and rebound and can really handle the ball and, and get to the rim and finish. Um, can shoot the basketball, um, and, and I'm excited to see. Um, he's going to contribute in a lot of different ways. Um, and how exactly it'll be, we'll see. Uh, and then certainly, um, our, my thinking right here, right? Um, a guy I think that has a chance to contribute uh, and, and be very good is certainly Zach Walton. Yeah. Right? And Zach is a big, big guard, but also has the body size to bang 
and be successful. So you're looking at, at four guys that have four um, skill sets that can really, really present issues for the other team. Some of these guys we can put at the three. Some of these guys maybe you can flex to the five in a crazy situation. Uh, if you want ultra small, don't want to do that. But each of them has length, right? Plays with pace. <laughs> and has a defensive presence and motor that I think we're really going to welcome right there. So um, th- these guys got to do it. Um, they're going to have opportunities, and I think it's going to be it's going to be really good. So that's just a, you know I would say one position Zach Wall can play the the three or the four. So um, I like I like what these guys bring. I think they're excited to have an opportunity and, and make the most of it. Yeah, looking at the league as a whole, there's not a lot of bigs left at the four or the five, really. Like, I'm looking at returning bigs, and the yeah, second got... most productive one in the, in the league is Butler after after night, essentially, yeah. from a scoring perspective. Yeah, yeah and then again, that's after a two-year break, so I think he's got a chance to really, you know, JB's going to get better. Um, JB's going to you know, evolve into a very very good basketball player for us. Um, I, I think that that position is something that could be a strength for us. Uh, JB... Um, was the most consistent out of our group. JB uh, was the healthiest. Um, but Tim Perry also had some moments of really, really doing some good things. Um, wasn't as physically healthy um, most of the time, but I think those guys complement each other well. Uh, and Tadis, um might do something that those other two haven't been able to do yet. Now, I haven't seen you know, guys go away for the summer, and they, they, they kind of come back with a, I want to prove I can do something. Right, but I think right now on paper, Tadas is probably the best three-point shooter of those guys. Now, Coach, what are you talking about? We don't need five-man shooting. Listen, the more guys that can spread the floor and stretch the defense, the harder it is to guard. Just a fact. Just yeah. that's the way the game is, right? Um, but I think each of those guys, um, our fours and our fives, we're going to have a chance to have a lot more mid-post post-ups and guys that can, you know. Dribble and attack, face up and go. Um, some of those guys can do that at a high level. It could be really good for us. And then back to my initial thing: if you can score it and you can make a move and get there and have a counter, and then out of read a double, and they're coming from a little further away because their guys a little bit further out behind the line, and that's a longer run, then we're going to get the ball moving and we're going to get a clean look. That vision as a guy is getting closer to the rim. How do you coach that, or is it just um, go score it, man? I, I think we practiced it. You know, talking to JJ and Coach Fortier and Coach O'Driscoll about, you know, we had this passing factory for our bigs, and essentially we had a few minutes where, within twenty-two seconds, our bigs were making every pass that they would basically make out of our offense, um, and having that factory for each player that you know our point guards are going to cross and hit this back door. Then they're going to get it back across, hit this back door, then get a ball screen, throw it here. You can do some different things where everyone's got those passes. So how do you create that? You put them in that situation on a daily basis where it's just a skill development. Hey, I know I can score it here. I can score it to my counter. And then if the defense comes, I can go to score and I can share it this way and I can share it that way. And if they know they can share it to each side and guys are there, then we got to space you out with guys that people have to guard that can make shots and make it a one-on-one post-up, and they go and finish and score, or they see it and we spray it and it becomes either a shooter or they make the next pass 
and we attack. I think it's a simple way to play that, you know, you look to throw it in at the defense is, you know, up for you people on the video. You look to throw it in and the defense is helping. Then you skip it over and shoot it. Right? Throw it away, throw it in, and he can score. So um, I'd like to be more simplified on the offensive end and more dialed in and putting our energy and focus and chips towards the defensive end. And with only two new players, it's not like we're talking a foreign language when we get back. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll tweak some things and do some things differently, but we had them for the summer and they know what's going on too. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, and this is going into your fourth year now, right? Uh, fourth season. Fourth I don't, season. I don't know years. Like, mm-hmm. Fourth season. Fourth how, how long have we been in our house? But we just say that. Was, I mean, you've, got, uh, yeah, you've, got all, you've got all your own recruits at this point, except for Sam, I think, is the only. I mean, Sam, Sam, Green's, Sam Green's our guy. Yeah. I mean, uh-huh. I, 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 but I, I, this isn't you, Bill. This is, I, I, I hate that, that you've got your guys or whatever. I mean, no, I know. You embrace the group you have, and you coach them do the best you can. I get what you say, and I understand, hey, it's, these are the people that we've done from start to finish, but uh, I, I will fight anyone who tries to say Sam Green isn't one of our guys. And he's been here from the very beginning to junior year. Yeah, really, yeah so. I mean, I go way back, you know, the one-year guys. Yeah. Rod. Yeah, Mage, you gave Rod a ton of credit. You know? Yeah. yeah. I was just more going to ask If you were to ask Rod, I'd say, well, that's because he deserved it, right? And then Rod and I go back and forth. <laughs> I, I was on um, – Speakerphone was stretching Rod the other day, and it was hilarious. Like I, just, I couldn't stop laughing. We were going back and forth, and it was good. We had a couple of great laughs. It's, Drexel makes some really special and unique guys, and that, I think that's doesn't matter who the coach is. This is a special place, and uh, we're fired up to make a year four a better year than we've had two and three, and make progress and put ourselves in position for people to really to do something special. You guys all deserve it. And we got great fans. And that's what we want to do.